We live in a world where something is always brewing. Knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. So welcome back for part two of Boundaries 101. I'm your host, Corey Powers, and I have just refilled my iced coffee glass with extra ice and a top off. So go get yourself a top off and sit yourself down for part two because I'm super excited to talk to you about the rest of this content. So we kind of left off part one talking about what are your non-negotiables? And I hope since you've listened to episode one, maybe you have in your mind established a list of what your priorities are and what your non-negotiables are. And so like for me, my non-negotiables look like time with God, time with my husband, time with the kids. Those are the three relationships that I need to protect. Then next comes my work responsibilities. And then comes stuff like this, doing this podcast and helping out at church. And so that's what my list looks like. But those top three things I put in the calendar first, that's where my world revolves around. And then I put those other things in the slots where I have pockets of free time. And so I make sure that those are allocated properly before I fill up the calendar with my hobbies, so to speak. So definitely, if you haven't considered that, take a pause, pause this episode, go do that, go find out what your non-negotiables are, think about it, ask your friend what their non-negotiables are, ask your spouse, ask the people in your life. And I love hearing people having these kinds of conversations within their communities with the people that are closest to them. And so definitely do that and see what some people say, because sometimes they'll say, oh, this is one of my priorities. You're like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I need to add that to the list. And so it's really great to soundboard with some people and get some feedback. So definitely do that. All right. So I want to start off today with a fun story that my Papa Danny used to tell me when I was a kid. And I will never forget this story because he told it with such emotion and very descriptively that I'll never be able to get it out of my mind. And so my Papa's father died when he was in his early 20s. So I never got to meet him. And so my Papa would tell me stories about his dad. And one of them was so funny. And it really applies to today's lesson. And as I was even just just pondering about the content of boundaries, this story came to my mind. And so my papa told me that he was um, probably eight or nine, and they lived in their childhood home in Wallingford, and they had this really grouchy old man neighbor to the point where the guy was so grouchy and so mean that if the kids hit their ball into his yard, he would not give it back. And he had like a bucket of all their baseballs. And so every spring, this gentleman would come outside and redo his fence. But every year that he redid the fence, he would make it a little bit further than he did the previous year. And every year this would happen, he would just encroach a little bit more onto my great-grandparents' property. And a little bit more and a little bit more. So one year, this guy 
came out, did the fence, and he started putting the posts where this tree had been on my great-grandparents' yard. Now this gentleman had the tree behind the fence on his property. And so my grandfather said he remembered being like eight or nine years old and like watching Mr. So-and-so build this fence. And he ran in the house and he's like, Dad, Dad, you wouldn't believe it. Mr. So-and-so is building the fence. And now the tree, our tree, is on his side of the fence. What are we going to do? You should go yell at him. And he said, he remember his dad got up and he looked out the window and he was like, don't worry, don't worry about it. And my grandpa was like, what? You're not going to say anything. You're not going to do anything. This guy's stealing our tree, dad. And my great grandfather was like, it's okay. Just let it be. And so my great grandfather waited until the gentleman next door was completely done finishing the fence and went outside. And after the guy was like cleaning up his stuff, kicked the fence down and said to him, this is our tree. You're on our property and walked back in the house. And my grandfather was like, I remember being so happy, like that justice was served. And my dad knocked down the fence. And it was just so funny. And I'll never forget that story. But I also think of how that story really depicts boundaries and how we really do know those people in our lives that will take an inch, take another inch, keep taking until they do something so blatant that you have to just knock the fence down and be like, hey, we we got to start over here because what you're doing is inappropriate. And so it's okay to have those conversations. It's okay to say like, hey, you're crossing a boundary here. Actually, this week um, in work, at work, I had someone calling me and it was um, somebody from another company called me and started swearing at me and being very loud. And I said to this person, hey, I need you to take a step back. You're coming at me very aggressively and I don't appreciate that. And I said it just as calm as I'm saying it now. And it's okay to speak up and say when somebody's crossing a boundary. It's okay to speak up and say, hey, this is not okay. How you're treating me right now is disrespectful and rude. And so it's very similar even with our children. You know, sometimes we see a bratty kid and we're like, oh, that kid's the worst. But really, it's actually the parents have not enforced healthy boundaries with their child that is causing that child to act out because that child knows knows it's going to get away with it, knowing there will be no consequences. And so we need to think about how we are going to strategize to do better next time. You need to think of, okay, well, when this person does this next time, what am I going to do? Weight Watchers does this. I remember being in a Weight Watchers meeting once and it was coming up on the holidays and people were trying to strategize on how they could pick healthy foods and they had us do a visual exercise. We all closed our eyes and the instructor led us through guided imagery on us picking and selecting healthy options as we are in the buffet line. And so I think that that's something that we need to take with us and we need to mentally prepare ourselves. Okay, well, we know that this situation is gonna happen again. This person is not gonna stop until I stop. I love that saying that says, givers need to say no because takers never will. And so we need to think about when this happens again, what are you going to do to position yourself? A solution is going to vary depending on what that boundary is. And so I have 
set boundaries, and I'm still setting boundaries. There's new things that come up that I have to gauge myself and say, oh, why Why is that bothering me? Why, why am I feeling anxious about this? And I have to manage my things as well. For instance, last year, I was really going through something and I had extreme burnout. And the previous years I had gone through doing Thanksgiving and then the next month later doing Christmas Eve. And the thought of it last year doing both holidays consecutively I was like dreading it. I mean, it was like August and I was dreading Thanksgiving and I was just working myself up like, oh, everybody's going to be here. I have to do two holidays back to back and and running through all the scenarios in my mind. And I felt like Holy Spirit just whispered to me, you know what? Take a year off. Like who is making you feel obligated that you need to host Thanksgiving this year? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm putting this imposition on myself. Like I need to do this. Like I need to perform, that I need to show up for everybody. And it's okay if I need to say I'm tired and I need a break. And so that's what we did. And some people were kind of like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. And uh, some people were like, nope, we understand. And I had to be okay and comfortable knowing that everybody wasn't going to be happy with me because of my decision to, to speak up and say like, hey, I need a break. And so we have to be okay with admitting that we're human and we all need appropriate timeouts now and again. And so it's okay. It's healthy to admit that. I'm still working through what healthy boundaries looks like. And it's a process. And it it changes and it fluctuates based on where you are at in your life. And we need to start being okay, admitting and sticking up for ourselves. So many times we just swallow it and we take it and we're like, oh, we're being a good little soldier. But really what we're doing is we're denying our own feelings and we're being disingenuine to ourselves by allowing other people to treat us this way. And we need to have respect for ourselves ourselves enough to say no, that this is not okay. It's self-respect. And you can do it in a way that is kind, but firm, um, not getting to their level of excitement or drama or emotion, but just simply stating, hey, what, this this is not okay. I, I don't appreciate this. Maybe we could try again later or when you're in a different place and we could talk about this then. And there's no shame in in having that conversation and in, in, in not accepting someone else's disrespect. So definitely think that that was such a great word picture to show how um, if we allow it, people will take and take and um, overstep. And we need to be the ones that govern our space and, and take a stand when needed. Sometimes in relationships, it's hard because we want to give people grace. We want to give people mercy and we want to love people. But part of loving people is having the hard conversations and saying when something's not working for you. Because if you're in a relationship where they take and take and take and you just give and give and give, that's not really a healthy relationship. There should be a balance of give and take. And it should be in a balanced place where no one is abusing the other person. It needs to be balanced. But so many times I see 
um, in relationships or even like I hear singles saying, oh, well, I just need to find the perfect person. Once I'm in a relationship, everything is going to be so much better. I'll have somebody to do things with. And people are looking for another person to fill a void and to meet their needs. And oftentimes they're really disappointed because your spouse, the person you're in a relationship is, that mystery person that you maybe haven't met yet, they are never going to solve all your problems and they're never gonna be 100% of the person that you need them to be all the time. And so it's sad when you see people um, have these high expectations of, oh, if I'm only in a relationship, oh, if I just find that hot girl, oh, if I just find Mr. Right, they're gonna make everything all better and everything's gonna be all right and I'm gonna find that perfect person. And we put this um, idea of the perfect person on a pedestal. And then we're sorely disappointed in our marriages and our relationships when people, even even um, parent-child relationships, even friendship relationships, not just romantic relationships. And we put high expectations on other people um, and then we are disappointed. And so you might say, well then, Cor, well, how am I supposed to meet my needs in a healthy way? And I would say to you, there needs to be a balance in relationship, but then also we need to come to the grips of understanding the only person that's going to make us truly happy is us. Us. And so many times we're looking to other people to fill a void inside of us that only God can fill. And if you're struggling, then you need to look to God to fix you and to change you, to help you be better so that you could be better for yourself and the people around you. And no other person on this planet is going to fill the void that only God can fill. And so like, if you are struggling with things, it's okay to admit that. God wants to help you. God is a loving father that has his arms wide open. Like we talked in the last episode, he's standing at the door and knocking, waiting for you to invite him into that problem, waiting for you to invite him into that space. He's not just going to barge in. He is waiting for you to invite him. And so if you're struggling with things today, I really implore you to invite God into that problem with you. Pray about it. You know, God wants to give you wisdom. God wants to help you work things out as his child. And if you've never accepted the Lord to be Lord of your life, you know, maybe that's something you want to look into and and ask God to come into your heart and change you and help you to be better. But that's how I would say you are going to solve your problems is by being whole yourself. And yes, then when other people do things, there's a balance of give and take, and there's a balance of creating harmony in space. And when sometimes people look to other people in their relationships, but they're looking for someone that looks attractive, someone that makes the amount of money that they think they need to make, and all these other like kind of criteria checklists. But I think some of the things we need to start thinking about more is especially if you're single, like can this person help me problem solve? How do we handle stress together in a situation? What are our parenting styles? What do we consider core values? What's important to us? Do we have the same hobbies? Like, and I think we need to start thinking about 
about how we do life together, not how we just look on paper and if we look good on an Instagram post. We need to think about how we're going to do life and partner with the people around us. And not just romantically, but like in our friendships. If you have friends that are takers and not um, reciprocating, then I think you should reevaluate those friendships. Like if this is just someone that you're just having fun with but yet they they're not there for for you when you need a shoulder to cry on they're not they're not available um, when you need to um, get some good advice if you wouldn't take advice from your friend or the people that you have in your inner circle then I think you're in the wrong circle because part of it is get asking for advice and receiving advice but oftentimes we have it wrong we take criticism from people but yet we wouldn't take advice from them and we allow their negative words to define us, but yet we wouldn't receive positive words if they even are capable of giving us positive words. And so we let all these critics in our lives, in our close circle, and we need to evaluate, like, is this person a critic or is this person on my PR team? And I like to sometimes look at my name or my brand or my life as I'm the CEO of my own life, of my name, of my brand, and I should hire and fire whomever is not on my side and working towards a a good cause of harmony. And if somebody's constantly bringing me chaos and, and bringing chaos into my life, I limit my time with them because I don't have time for my peace to constantly be robbed. And so we need to think about operating from a place of peace. Are you operating from a place of peace or are you operating from a place of stress? If you're operating from a place of stress, I think you need to curtail the things that are giving you stress and find your homeostasis of peace. Once you've landed on what your homeostasis of peace looks like um, and what you can manage, then I would say, you need to operate from that place of peace. And if things are constantly bringing you chaos and stress, then that's the indicators that you need to help manage how much time you spend with those stressors. Also, we need to use our emotions and our feelings as gauges. Oftentimes, people use their emotions and their feelings um, and give full wind to them and react and respond with their emotion, with their feelings. And they get it all wrong because when you react with your emotions and your feelings, it's never clear or focused. It's very all over the place and it's messy. And so when you start feeling a certain way, when you start um having a certain reaction or emotion, those feelings and emotions should be indicators for you to take a step back and process those emotions and feelings. Instead of reacting, you need to pull back and evaluate, why is this bothering me right now? What about what they said made me think this or feel that? And you have to trace it back to, okay, now did this remind me of a childhood event and that's why this is bothering me right now? Or did something happen similar in the past that had caused this similar thing and I'm kind of projecting this on the new thing? And we need to use our emotions and our feelings as indicators and gauges to help us understand when something is going on internally and not take those emotions and feelings as a place where I need to react. I need to respond. I need to reply. No, we need to take those things as gauges on our internal self and really evaluate what's triggering those emotions and feelings. 
And so we need to be self-aware. A self-awareness, I almost feel like is a superpower these days because oftentimes people just react instead of becoming self-aware of their and and identifying why they're having a reaction or a feeling or emotion about something. And so they just spout out and they, you know, that's, and it never usually, it doesn't usually help or end well, you know? And so we need to own our stuff and we need to not own other people's. We can't allow people's critical words to define us. There was this quote, I will always take it with me. It was a book and it was talking about maturity. And it was saying when people's criticisms and people's applause affect you the same way, that's an earmarker of maturity. Where When people's words of, of criticism cannot break you and when people's praise of encouragement don't overinflate you and you stay balanced, that's real maturity. And I've always taken that with me and recognizing that I need to pull my strength and I need to pull my approval internally. And I need to approve and God needs to approve. And I need to have that internal approval. Also, when I'm starting something new, I don't talk about the new thing until it's established. I don't need to give people grounds in my life on things that are that it's premature to talk about because have haven't you ever like said something to someone and you were really excited about it and then they came in with like their Debbie Downer comments and like completely deflated your hope and dream of that project based on their criticisms or comments and i think sometimes we give out too much information and we need to set a boundary on how much information we give out to other people now your spouse your children people that are closest to you, you, your best friend, whatever, the people that are in your three to five circle. Yeah, if you want to give them more information too, that's fine. But like people just posting things and giving their whole life story and 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 not in a way that's helpful to others, more like venting. Um and just talking about things and and then people chime in with their with their mean comments or criticisms and it's not ever helpful. And so I find holding back information until it's an actual solid thing that's happening and and I'm at a place where I can I'm like strong enough to hear what other people have to say because it's not going to change my mind anyway. I've already established what I want to occur. And so those are some things I think that's a really good way of setting a boundary is, is limiting the amount of information you give to other people to use against you in a way. <laughs> oh. But what it really comes down to is us being intentional. We need to like I said earlier, be the CEOs of our own life. And that means we need to gauge where we're going. We need to pick goals and work towards that. Nothing pr- productive occurs by waiting for things to fall in our lap. We need to take responsibility. We need to have the courage to change. That does take courage to change. And when you get knocked down, it takes courage and determination to get back up. But I love that verse. And it actually says 365 times in the Bible, fear not for I am with you. And I love knowing that God is always with me and I have the option of always partnering with him in any struggle in any situation. And so if you find yourself today feeling alone, feeling like you got nobody in your corner, I'm going to tell you, you have the best person for your corner and it's God and he loves you and he is waiting for you as a loving father would be waiting for a child. And so I hope you get something out of this today. Definitely check out those resources that I provided. And 
dig deeper into setting healthy boundaries in your life. It will help you so much. It'll help you in your relationship with yourself, being genuine. And we're always rooting for the underdog. But do you know that we are the underdog? We in our inner selves are the underdogs. And we need to stick up for ourselves because nobody else is going to stick up for you the way you're going to stick up for you. And doing it with love in setting healthy boundaries is only going to help you in the long run. And so I just hope this helped you. I hope that you check out those resources. And please share this podcast with someone you know. Rate and subscribe and review this podcast, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify. That only makes Coffee with Corey more visible Um, in the algorithm and really helps to get this message out there and help other people. And so thank you so much for listening to this season. I'm so excited um, for this upcoming season. You should definitely go to my website and subscribe to the emailing list where I will be updating you with more things, Coffee with Corey, and the things to come. I'm super excited for season two, and I will see you then. Signing out, season one. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I am your host, Corey Powers. Please follow, share, and review this podcast to help others seeking encouragement. For more information, be sure to check out my website, coreypowers.com. And tune in next time for more Coffee with Corey.